Why do we do it? Why do we watch horror films and read horror novels and play horror video games? Stick around. Pain. Not the pain. The pain of being dead. I can feel myself rot. It's reading right, man. Look, you're not reading it right. Um. Welcome back, everybody, to our second episode of our summer series, Slasher Summer. We are very excited about this next set of films, continuing our journey into obscure slashers. And actually, at the end of this uh, episode, we're going to kind of talk a little bit about our favorite mainstream slashers. So, uh... Prepare to be disappointed in us for that. Yeah, prepare to judge us, or maybe we judge you. Who who knows? You know, maybe you're wrong. Maybe you're all wrong. <laughs> maybe we've got it fingered out. Fingered out. Yeah, we're just jumping right into it this time. Um, you you know what we've been doing. Daniel, go. What is it? What's your pick? Fast lightning my, round. Come on. My pick is Bubbles. No. Let's uh, rise. It's a brand new car. Oh, the obscure, <laughs> the obscure Italian film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all about how This is this is far from obscure, I guess. Um, in the grand scheme of things, in horror, because I'm, I think mainly horror. because of the the star of this film has begin become so popular at cons. That this movie's kind of had a more re, a bigger resurgence. Uh, people oh, know it's about not Butch it. Patrick, is it? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm so waiting for the monsters. I'm doing the monsters. Hey, what was that thing? I'm sorry to interrupt. You sent we. I sent you the poster for the monsters movie. Oh yeah. And, and you said uh, some uh, someone online commented and said. Is this an advertisement for something? I can't remember. Yeah, somebody said, I swear to God, I thought this was an advertisement for the Spirit of Halloween store. (laughs) (laughs) No, it does look like a Spirit Halloween store. (laughs) Like a costume advertisement. Yeah. And, Come in and get your Power Rangers and yeah. Monsters costume. It does look exactly like that, but and I, this has nothing to do with anything, but you saying that made me think of this, and I've been meaning to tell you forever. Kay found this meme. I can't find it, but I want to send it to you. I want to tell you about it. It's It just says, uh, Avenge Sevenfold make music for men who slap their own ass during sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Ooh. Oh, dear, dear A7X. I've never heard such a more accurate thing in my I life. I know me neither. It's shocking. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm doing it. Whoa! And they definitely are wearing a ball chain as they're naked. Fucking. Oh. All right, oh, I'm great, aren't I? Tell me how great I am. Tell me I'm good. I'm I'm fucking. I'm fucking. Tell me I'm good. I'm fucking. I'm bad. I can slap my ass. Does that yeah, person right. have a bat chest piece as well? All right, my pick. <laughs> the first pick for Part round two, two whatever, yeah. is the classic 1983 film Sleepaway Camp. Yay! Yeah. So, Felissa Rose has become quite a popular person at cons. I've seen it myself. There's always people there. She's so kind, so nice. Everybody just loves her. So, that's why I say it's not really obscure as much uh, anymore. But this film, it's the classic meatballs camp horror movie. Um, It's very, very strange, though. It has this strange underlying, like, tale of two children who were 
abandoned or, or their parents were dead, right? Uh, one of them gets hit by a speed, a motorboat. Is that, am I remembering this right? Yes. And I think the, it's, I can't remember if they both get killed. Cause I know the dad is, it turns out that he, you know, goes off with another man. Um, That's I right. Know, I yes, don't know if man. he's dead. I can't remember. Uh, so anyway, yeah, it's very odd circumstances. They go live with their aunt and, or she goes and lives with her aunt. And they go to camp one summer. Her, their aunt is fucking weird. It is so strange. The weirdest lady ever. One of the weirdest. Tied around her fingers. One of the weirdest performances I've ever seen. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, oh my, look at you. Aren't you pretty? Isn't That's it great? Mm-hmm. Isn't it great? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. She got always- strings tied around her fingers to help her remember shit. Yeah, she always has to do the like, yes, yes, beautiful day, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you're reading a script right now. I am. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> the um the killer in this is really good twist. You know, everybody's seen this. Uh you don't know who it is the whole time. You're at a camp, kids are getting killed. Uh there's really cool ki- kills in it. You know, the person kills with boiling water. Or... Oh, it's oh, it's awful. Well, that guy super duper deserves it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That guy uh, sucks. Uh there's a like traps with bees and drownings and stabbings and beheadings and uh oh the hot curling iron. I was gonna say like you got the curling iron into the vagina. Yeah, so there's some good kills in here. I think there's like nine in total. Um, and one of them is by a boat, and it's not the killer. Well, is it the killer? No, I don't think so. I think it was an accident. Yeah, that it was, was an that accident. Kind of, it's like the like a origin type thing, and then had that girl that just kept screaming the whole time. Yeah, God, help, help. Somebody like okay, settle down, actor. I'm, I'm, an, I'm an actor, sir. Master thespian. Yeah, great acting. Not they, all the kids in here too are just fucking little assholes, and I wanted them to die. And they're very like vindictive and just kind of, I don't know. I've never. Is this how camps are in New Jersey? I don't know. Anyway, and they're all like weird ages. Also, like some kids look like they're like nine, and the others look like they're twenty three. Like I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't either. Um, so the whole time, you you know, the, the whole spoiler of this movie, spoiler, is that Angela, the girl who comes to camp from her crazy aunt's house, is the killer. And that she is not Angela, but she is Peter. She is a boy. And, and she- that which the aunt forced her to basically become Angela after... Yeah. The, yep. this whole thing because she uh she lost her daughter in the boat boating accident and peter survived and the mom could the aunt couldn't handle it so forced peter to become angela and it's like there's multiple things going on here it's like no wonder she came it turned out to be a killer yeah and uh, on top of that she's experiencing all sorts of harassment at the camp Boy, like every moment that she's on screen, she's pretty much getting tortured. Like the guy walks up to her, he's like, Angela, how come you're so fucked up? (laughs) (laughs) And just being like railed by these kids. I think the the main antagonist, I think it's Judy. Um, Oh, yeah. She's in like pretty much all the girls, but she's like the head one. Because she has boobs. Giving her shit. Like she's a carpenter's dream, like flat as a board and needs a screw. Oh my god! I forgot. Yeah, about that. Oh. you're like, damn. Yeah, that 
these kids are supposed to be what, like twelve, thirteen. Yeah, that's maybe? the thing. I don't understand the the age thing, and like all the boys are wearing like super high, like like booty shorts and like mid drifts. It's yeah, it's very like what is happening? Yeah, it's 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 a weird movie. Um, yeah, and you get to, you get exposed, and you see that. She is a boy, and it exposes uh, Peter's penis to the uh, a, the film viewers. Yeah. It, it's very shocking, and they pe- they do this long like she does this uh, like hissing type throat yell, and it, it's scary. Like the whole movie is kind of like uh, just cheesy, whatever. But when it gets to that part, it is eerie. It get, like I remember the first time watching, and it gets to that, uh, I, I I got chills. It went on so long. Eventually, I felt the the hairs on my arm stand up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. The way that it looks, the way that it's shot, because they show the body of an eighteen year old, you know, actor at the time who they they actually got drunk to do this, who's wearing a like a life cast model of Felissa Rose's head. So it looks weird as fuck. Anyway, like yeah, it does holding the head of this kid that he's just cut off the head of this boy and the dick out and like there's a ha head and then it shows like the close-up of Felicia Rose but yeah it's it's fucking like a haunting like shot one of like the most infamous scenes in 80s uh, horror yeah for sure yeah and if you ever do get to meet Felicia Rose which we all three have like she does that face yeah yeah she'll do it in the picture so yeah check that one out if you hadn't uh it's it's a it's a fun one it's got cool uh, kills in it, and that twist is definitely different for that uh, for that time. Uh, it's a pre-crying games. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's got some good, like memorable lines. Like the little brother is out playing baseball, and like when the kid tells he goes, he goes, "Eat shit and die," and he looks and goes, <laughs> yeah. "Eat shit and live." <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's on a shirt. I want to meet the parents of these kids because they have some brutal takedowns it's crazy. oh yeah yeah cool all right yeah. andy what you got what's your what's your first pick for round two okay so round two um i'm going to go with the movie that i saw the cover for this movie all the time when i was a kid at the video store and i didn't it's like one of those ones that sticks in your head that you remember um but i never got to watch it and I only first was introduced to it in 2018 from the the uh, last drive-in 24-hour marathon that oh, Joe yeah. Bob did on Shutter. Um, I'm talking 1979's Tourist Trap. Uh, this movie is fucking bananas and really fucking weird. It is, and very. it's a very it's hailed as kind of like one of the first slashers to kind of come out um but this movie has a lot of hands in it uh charles band who you don't know is you know the owner of full moon uh you know pictures and you know responsible for three million movies including like 400 puppet masters and evil bong ginger dead man you know all demonic toys you know him you love him um or you hate him whatever Subspecies. Uh, so basically it is a movie that has so many plots and things in it that you can never really get a handle on it. And still to this day is it's, it, 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 it like, it freaks me out just because of like the scenery. And it's rated PG. 
Yes. That's crazy. Yeah, I think it's because there's not really any blood in it. Um, because of I'll get to the killings in, in a moment. Where there's like a little bit of blood at the beginning. Basically what it is, is it's about these kids and you know they're out and they're traveling around and you know their car breaks down, you know, as it does. And so they were like, well, let's just go swimming in this swimming hole and let's just do it nude because it's the seventies and let's, you know, whip inflation now. And so they, <laughs> you know, they go swimming and then all of a sudden, you know, Chuck Connors comes rocking up uh, airplane twos on Chuck Connors. You know, he's like a nine foot tall hulking beast of a man with a shotgun. He explains to the kids like, Hey, this is my property. And you know, he's not mad. He's like, Oh yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so basically he winds up helping them, but he brings them back to his, uh, it's like a tourist trap, hence the name. It's like called Slauson's uh, Lost Oasis. Basically, it's like a wax museum, um, junk store museum thing that's, you know, it's out of business now because the government came in and put in a new highway. You know, (laughs) all my business done dried up. And real simple guy, simple country man and whatever and my favorite part about this is he's got this huge old dr pepper machine that still works and he like opens it like a refrigerator and he's like giving the kids you think it's dr pepper but it's not it's hams hams beer and i'm like that's rad (laughs) i love that because i love him i'll do too yeah as awful as it is i love hams um so yeah they're just like drinking hams the whole time anyway so he goes to um help them get uh, their car fixed weirdness ensues he tells them that you know my brother Davey you know because you go into the place and it's full of like mannequins and wax figures and you know it looks like wax figures and he explains that his brother Davey made these and he's off to the big city now and he's a big mannequin man you know because you can do that you can just make it I made it big in New York by being a mannequinist mannequin man <laughs> yeah and so working at Bloomingdale's working at Bloomingdale's nothing can stop me now I'm top of top of the top of the top of the mountain so the beginning it shows like this this kid getting killed by these weird flying things uh that come out of a cupboard and you know these all these laughing mannequins and stuff like that which is it's all creepy as shit it is those laughing mannequins are fucking creepy yeah and like their mouths open all the way and they have, like, <laughs> like yeah they're like, like ha 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 whoa whoa well, like it's all like different things. So like the whole beginning is like super weird and a really weird boop, 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 like opening theme song, which kind of takes you out of it. You think you're watching like a, a Pixar movie or something. It's like Randy Newman's going to start singing. I got <laughs> killing you. <laughs> but uh, so basically they go into to the thing that the people are going where they're not supposed to go. Uh, you see them haunted by what you think is uh, Mr. Slauson's brother, Davey. It's a big man wearing like a, uh, and it has like different variations. Like he has like different uh, wigs and masks, which is like very yeah. like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which it I is. appreciate. Because he's like at that table dressing and you see oh. all the masks oh, and yeah. stuff everywhere. And, and they're all like, like mannequin. Yeah, they're all like mannequin based, which the, the face and the mouth are not connected. So like when he's talking, it looks so fucking weird. Like, yeah how his mouth looks inside of like a mannequin. It's really weird to look at. And that's anyway, what's on the cover so, of the, uh, the cover of the movie has that kind of slit uh, yeah. mannequin face. As a, yeah. And uh, basically it's showing him killing these people, but with here comes the twist psychic powers. 
So he's got the, the, the ability to like kill with psychic energy. And it's, it's, this is something that wasn't even added into the plot. Charles Band put this in at the last minute because he's like, this is going to make this movie just fucking pop. And boy, <laughs> does it. So basically, it's doing all these things, killing all these people. Like he chokes a girl with her own, you know, neckerchief, um, you know, is turning people into mannequins. Um, having mannequins attack others and like they're and they and all the mannequins they make like this haunting like sign like ah ah, ah. and it freaks me out and it, it, it's fucking spooky dude and just like how everything looks and like how the movie is made it's very creepy and it's just like you're being surrounded by mannequins that are moving and their mouths are opening i don't give a fuck who you are you're like this isn't this isn't how tough you are you're like i'm i don't i don't want this one of them has like eyes that move and look right yeah he's like she's like smiling and you see like her eyes go like and like following you around and it shows like mistress lawson's like oh my god like uh my brother davy you know he lives in the house right beside me and don't ever go over there and like so that's when the girl gets so he's not a bloomingdale's yeah he's not a bloomingdale's he's over there (laughs) And so he's able to like throw his voice and have like these weird discussions with people. Um, so there's this one part, it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie, like the, the lead girl, she's like gone out to find like her friend, which you do, you set off out the night to find your friends. And she's like out running around and like the killer like, pulls up to her and he's got like this big, you know, it's a mask on and a big blonde wig. It's supposed to be Davy, the brother. And he's oh, got yeah. a, he's got a, uh, a mannequin head with a little, you know, a little bucket hat on. He's like, "See my friend," and like the mouth opens on the on the head, and just start, it's screaming. He's like, "Oh me!" And it's weird <laughs> as shit. So he's like running after her, going like, "Little girl, come here, little girl," and like the head is screaming the whole time. And she jumps over a fence, and then he goes, "See my friend," and throws the head at her, and the head hits the ground, and the head like starts turning on its own. And starts looking at her and just screams like her name. It's fucking weird, dude. That is anyway, weird. so it's got this one scene where he is, um, he's got all these people tied up in the basement and this one girl strapped to a table. So he's um, going to kill her. He's going to make a mask out of her face. So he's putting like a plaster all over her face. And he's explaining to her, he's like... It looks like shaving cream, too. It does. It looks like shaving cream. It looks like whatever they use for the stuff, which was apparently, like, fish, ground-up fish. So he's like, you're so pretty. And he's putting, like, the uh, the plaster on her face, telling her that, you know, you're going to suffocate, or you're not going to suffocate, actually. Like, you're, you're, your heart's going to burst from fright. That's how you'll die. Like, I've done this a bunch of times, and this is how you're going to go. So it, he's explaining to her, like, as he's putting on her face, he's like, now you're, uh, you'll never see again. Your world is dark. You'll never breathe anymore. <laughs> yeah. He's like putting all of And then she does like she, her heart burst. Cause you hear it and you see it. Um, and then he makes like a death mask of her face, like all this shit anyway. So all this psychic killing, he's wearing masks the whole time. And there's this one part where you find out that it's been mr slauson the whole time that is him it's not his brother his brother is dead because he killed his brother and his wife because they were having an affair and he's also made like this life model of um his wife in like a big wax sculpture 
can't it can't get creepier this movie no it no it can it can boy does it so he um sits down at the table to have dinner with one of the mannequins the first girl that he murdered he, he can just turn it he's just he can just turn people into mannequins i don't understand that psychic powers dude whatever yeah <laughs> <laughs> supernatural bam um and he puts a mask on to have dinner with like crackers and soup and as soon as he puts the mask on the the the, the mannequin comes to life and goes let's eat and it's this weird like 80 yard voice like this is good this is very tasty. The soup is good. And he's like, don't you like the crackers? And he's doing this whole voice like, don't you like the crackers? He's like, yes, the crackers are very good. And he's like feeding soup to the man. fucking yeah. weird, dude. And um, would you like some vegetable soup? Like some vegetable soup? Yes, the soup is very good. Anyway, so he he take he the, the final girl gets kidnapped, and he's like trying to turn her into his wife, and it goes up. He goes upstairs and you see like he's dancing with uh, the mannequin of his wife. And then she's like coming to life as she's dancing. And then the main girl gets an ax and like smashes it into Mr. Slauson's neck. This is after one of her friends, her dude friends comes to save her. And then he's like, ah, you can't hurt me. And then rips his arm off because he's been turned into a mannequin. And you're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's, this movie is fucking wild. It is wild. It is. It's it's fucking crazy. Um, I think that if this movie didn't have like bless Charles Band for this, I, I would say not bless Charles Band for a lot of things, but bless him for this. This was like before Full Moon. Um, that he I, came up with this psychic uh, plot. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. If it wasn't for the psychic ability, this movie would be. It would still be weird. Don't get me wrong, but this, like to, to this day, this movie, I think is extremely unique because it has so much. There's so much in it, and the only thing I don't really like is the 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 pop 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 music that comes at, at the beginning. I think it kind of takes you out of like the weirdness of it. But this movie is far and away one of the weirdest movies i've ever seen and it still creeps me way out like it, it just the mannequins yeah. uh, like humming and sighing and singing mm-hmm. um but yeah i think it's really good it's on shutter right now uh if you want to watch it I actually have it on blu-ray i got it from uh, full moon when they did a convention a couple years ago um it's it's a lot of fun it's super duper weird it's got fucking tanya roberts in it who was uh, oh yeah she's a bond girl from a view to a kill um fucking she's a full-on smoke show in this movie um, she also plus, ended up being a softcore porn megastar. Yes, she did. And then that '70s show. Yeah, she was. Um, uh, what's his face is with the curly hair's uh, wife. Oh, Do- Donna's mom. Donna's mom. Yeah. Yeah, Donna's mom. What? Um, but yeah. What, it's, what was it's his name of... though? The the husband. Is it Richie? Yes. Oh, it's Rick. Think? No, it's not Richie. It will hit. It would hit me if if it came. Because I can't remember no. her name either. Was it like Bonnie or Bunny or something? Uh, I think it was Bonnie. I think. We have to. Fu- I have to know now before. We now, know. now we have to know. Now the. Her name was Midge. Midge. And his name was Bob. Bob. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, like there's, there's no gore in this movie. It's just full on just. 
like you're you're like what is happening what is happening and it just it keeps it just keeps fucking going um but yeah i would highly recommend it check it out on shutter um if you can watch the uh the last drive-in version of it where like joe bob breaks on everything and, and everything it's it's super fun um but yeah check it out yeah, yeah I, i've never finished it i've watched probably like 10 minutes of the beginning and then found out there was the last drive-in version of it and just never picked it back up but i think the cover for this movie looks incredible like yeah it's really it's weird as shit looking i did not know it was pg i didn't know it was a charles band thing um that's cool like i definitely that's one one of these that we talked about that's higher up on my list for for me to check out for sure yeah i like it i've seen it it's uh it's very creepy and entertaining sweet good good one Yay! All right, Dustin, what's your first pick this round? Okay, um, so in my hunt, I don't know if this is technically a slasher, although I definitely feel like it should be if it's not. And because we've never done a a Giallo movie before, I am picking the 1982 Dario Argento classic, Tenebrae. Yay! Which I just, uh, I've had a VHS copy of it for a while, but just watched it for the first time recently and loved it. It has a feel to it that's similar to me uh, that of Alice Sweet Alice. It's like murders are happening. Who's doing it? You think you know. all uh, Multiple times in the film, you think it's this person. Like, I remember... Like watching it and thinking, like I figured it out. It's this person, and they died like two minutes later. Psych also has a wonderful John Sexton in it, and and it is uh, got some really cool gore in it. It's over the top. Like someone gets their arm chopped off, and they God, that's so great. Yeah, they they (laughs) bleed buckets of blood just instantly. It's like someone stood by and was like, "Okay, ready the uh, the blood buckets," and they just all threw it in at the same time, like four buckets. Um. And it's that thick, thick blood. Um, that good Italian giallo, red, red blood. So I'm going to give you uh, just a quick little uh, some, uh, synopsis or whatever, a little plot um, information. So Tenebrae follows a writer who arrives t- to Rome only to find someone is using his novels as the inspiration and occasionally the means of committing murder. As the death toll mounts, the police are baffled, and the writer becomes more closely linked to the case than is comfortable. So what's meant by that, that occasionally the means of the killer sometimes uh, rips pages out of this author's novels and shoves them into the the victim's mouth. Or he, he leaves it around or writes like anonymous letters using pieces of the book, stuff like that. And uh, the name Tenebrae is the name of the the main character, the the writer's re- most recent book. So it opens up, and you get like immediately introduced to, uh, to a bunch of weird characters, and you're just kind of only left to assume things about the writer, like he's like uh, kind of like kind of sleeps around, stuff like that. Uh, it's it, but um, yeah, like as soon as he arrives in Rome, someone's been murdered, and. The thing that links him to it is that they found pages of his book stuffed in the person's mouth. Then he starts receiving anonymous letters and phone calls. And it's, you know, you 
you know it's a woman. Yeah, like you, that's your first thing, and you know he has a stalker. That seems like a uh, uh, an ex lover of his that he's uh, scorned. But it is it's got so many twists. It is ridiculous. I and ultimately, I mean, I to give it away. Yes, it's been out for uh, what. For over 40 years or yeah, 40 years uh, now like so like i said you think it's this person that person this person well it turns out it's his scorned ex-lover in cahoots with his manager who is planning on like well what they want to do is get him to sign this major book deal and so his manager who gets a large portion of his money can get that money and then they kill him and they just they finally get their revenge they're in love and they can go away together well they're killing all these people driving the writer crazy well the ex-lover she sabotages the manager kills him but the biggest twist of it all is at the end of the movie you find out that the writer has figured this all out and he starts killing people but is making it seem like it's his scorned ex-lover and his manager and he's going to tie it all in together to where he's like i'm the victim of this but he's also getting rid of like people that are trying to ruin his career too it's fucking genius like uh it's just twist after twist and you know it also has like an ending where you're like it, it, it just it just keeps going and it has an amazing score by goblin Mm-hmm. And which I've been lucky enough to see a few times. Got to see them perform uh, Tenebrae live. It's very big, booming, uh, cool synth rock at times. Uh, rest in peace, their guitar player. Uh, it's it's really an amazing movie, filled filled with some great shots, and it totally is a, a fucking slasher to me. It's It shows a lot of like uh, POV from the, uh, the killer's POV uh, shots, and yeah, a, it kills a lot with a straight razor or, or knife. Um, yeah. Love the movie. Recommend it. And because I've screwed up so far, listeners, by not doing any taglines so far, I'm going to do this one and then go back to the other ones really quick. Um, I don't. All right, so the taglines for Tenebrae. Um, let's see here. Warning: This is one of the best murder mysteries you will ever see. Warning: <laughs> This is great, <laughs> but, but it's not for the faint-hearted. Dot dot dot. Pet terror beyond belief. A descent into madness. And there's like uh, from the undisputed master of the macabre um that's it for tenebrae uh like i said i'm gonna go back let me pull these up really quick here try to just uh screenshot them all so uh sleepaway camp has several you'll go there on a bus and come back in a bag (laughs) dear mom and dad i've been at sleepaway camp for almost three weeks now and i'm getting very scared someone is watching you someone is waiting for you someone wants to scare you to death Literally. Uh, the camp's activity for today? Murder. Murder. You won't be coming home. Summer camp has never been so scary. A nice place for summer vacation. A perfect place to die. 
this play this place puts the r.i.p and r and r oh <laughs> man that's that's good and then finally carrie meets friday the 13th so and andy yours uh tourist trap only had one uh well it's like they changed it it's the same thing one says uh Every year, young girls disappear, and then the other one is every year, young people disappear. Yeah, young people, young people, young folks disappear. So, uh, yeah, I, and if if for whatever strange reason there's any listeners out there that have never seen a Dario Argento film, please get on that. Uh, I'm I'm still watching ones I haven't seen before, like I just started opera for the first time last night was considering doing it for the podcast but didn't have time to finish it um it would definitely qualify for sure but tenebrae just has those twists to it how it's shot there is like some really cool scenes that i don't they're just so if they were intentional like then this guy's just i mean he is amazing but you you got to see it, Tenebrae. Yep. Good film. Yeah. Great director. And his he's produced by his brother. Yeah, this is a this is a good one. Um, I hadn't seen it up until maybe a year and a half ago. Uh, I went through this phase for about a month or two because Shutter put up a whole bunch of Giallo movies. They just they just put up like tons of Giallo like in this whole section. And I think every day I was watching one like New York Ripper, like a Blade in the Dark, which is smashing through them. I almost um, did uh, the New York Ripper. Uh, I love that movie yeah, so much. I love that the uh, killer talks in the uh, Daffy Duck, or excuse me, Donald yeah. Duck voice, and you can't understand. It's such a weird thing to throw in there. It's a very odd movie. Yeah, it's 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 really cool to see, like like with Argento like what he does is he'll put he use like the same actors in like most of his movies but I think that's pretty cool but like Tenebrae I think is really cool I mean without the also because John Saxon's in it which I'll watch anything with John Saxon in it but just the movie it's a really good mystery um, I've seen it several several times and still it surprises me because sometimes I don't remember the the twist at the end or what happened um, like you were talking about how like the the gore is like overdone but not like in a bad way i love that scene like when she's sitting there at the table and that axe just comes through the window dude and just bam like chops her fucking arm off and she gets up and she's just holding her arm and that was the thing like everything in that room is white and which is what he wanted it to be and she's holding her arm and i mean just guar spraying blood all over a white wall it's fucking cool is that the reporter is that who you're talking about? Because there's this other lady. It's the lady at the end. She's wearing a white okay. dress. I can't remember. Uh, I honestly can't remember. She was she the is. she was the kill, the ex scorned lover. Yeah. Uh, but there's a the, the scene I love the most. The kill that's my favorite is um, there's a writer uh, that's that used to be friends with the main character who she decides to come after him. And her like expose, she's like, "Why do you hate women? Because when the, women always die in your novels." And uh, she's one of the first to go. And there's this scene where I think the killer's there, and she knows he's he's there, and she like throws up, I think, a sheet or something to try to defend herself, and it just shows this awesome angle where he slices through it with a straight razor, and you it just splits open, and you see her horrified face. It's 
I, I just love that. And then her death scene too is it's crazy. Once she gets hacked up, the blood really starts pouring in. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good one. It's a good story, good acting, good everything. Um, yeah, definitely check it out. All right, oh. Danny, what's your final pick? Final summer. If final final summer slasher pick. My final summer slasher pick is, uh, well, it's it's the Prowler. Yay! The Prowler, a World War II veteran, um, kills his girlfriend after he goes off to war and she's with another man. He comes back for vengeance. And then we go into present day, where somehow this Prowler turns up again. I like the Prowler. Pretty, um, I mean, he's always dressed in his World War II helmet and uh, get up. Or Rosemary's Killer. Yeah, Rosemary's Killer, yep. Uh, also loves to kill people with a pitchfork. Boy, does he. And a uh, bayonet. <laughs> so um, I love this this film's uh, kill scene where he stabs the bayonet through that guy's head down into mm-hmm. his, under his jaw. And yeah, then and he his pulls, eyes turn white. Yeah, he pulls the blade back out and his eyes like turn white. Which is weird. You're like, okay, like, it looks cool as shit, but there's like, why is is he becoming possessed? Yeah, it's like his eyes are bulging. Um, so he's going after teens in this town uh, around the same time as the dance. Um, I mean, it's the same graduation dance that his Rosemary died in originally, right? I think so. Like, I haven't watched this movie in a couple years, but yeah, I think so. Yeah, so uh, he's stalking the kids. Um, pretty pretty on par kill wise with like i mean there's not actually a lot of kills in this movie pitchfork in the shower yeah pitchfork in the shower that was a brutal one he kills two people at once with a pitchfork right isn't that how he kills rosemary and the guy yeah yeah stabs him right in the little gazebo that's not a term for a body part either they're in a gazebo stab oh he stabbed me right in the gazebo He kicked me in my gazebo. I gotta go home. Uh, there's a twist in this one too. If you've never seen it, it ends up being um, the sheriff of the town going after people dressing up like the Prowler. So the Prowler isn't really supernatural at all. I've never seen this one. I always thought it was a Lucio Fulci film too, but it's not. It does very much look like in trailers, like it would be in like an Italian film. Yeah, but it is. I mean, it's a it's a Joseph Zito joint, so. Yeah, oh, it, yeah was it, definitely, it was definitely it was definitely a part of that blue underground re-releasing uh, old, specifically European horror movies. Yeah, um, that's how I would see. I remember, like that was huge for a minute. Like that's how I saw a lot of things, like uh, City of the Living Dead, um, The Beyond. What else? The Church. House by the Cemetery. Oh wait, yeah. wait. He is the Prowler. He is the same guy. Oh, the never mind. Is. Fuck that sheriff. Yeah. So there is a supernatural element? No, nah, he just lived, and uh, I guess he laid dormant for a while. I forgot about that. And oh. then he just starts killing the kids again. Yep. But he was the sheriff, too? Yeah, he town? became the sheriff of the town. Okay. I wanted to uh, talk about his death scene. That shit is brutal. It is so gory. The girl takes a shotgun to his chin and just blows his fucking head apart. Do you remember that? Uh, so, sort of. Sort it's of. so disgusting, man. So graphic. Yeah. It's awesome if you love gore. That's a good scene. Yeah, this is a peak Tom Savini um, effects, which he still holds this movie to be his favorite effects, which is odd, but you know, whatever. I just I like how the Prowler looks. I it's I guess it's very very similar to uh, 
my bloody valent or bloody what is it my that's what i was gonna say like it's yeah. very harry warden-esque in that kind of yeah. way of i mean like in in my bloody valentine spoiler it obviously wasn't harry warden it was uh what's his dick um i think that's why but, i was getting it confused yeah but no, no no it's like if it's like if um my bloody valentine <laughs> if it would have been like oh my god it actually is harry warden he's escaped from the middle institution it really is him yeah um but i think it's in that same vein but that's not a bad thing that's not going to deter me that's going to be like yeah i want to see that yeah that's kind of why i was drawn to this movie i i didn't i was not a my bloody valentine fan it's got it's all well that's the thing it's like a movie that's if you watch the uncut version it's good um, cause it's got all the gore and the murder scenes and stuff like that. Cause it's important because without the death scenes and the blood, it's very boring yeah. for lack of a better term. And unfortunately that's the one that you can kind of only find unless you like specifically buy it, like the uncut version, which is a shame. Yeah. That's probably why I hated it as a kid or when I was younger. Yeah. yeah, you're not wrong. That's why most people were like, kind of like, eh. So when I they mean, remade it, I was like, oh, Lord. I oh, saw Lord. that remake in 3D. Yeah, I used to have it in 3D. So it's got Tom Atkins in it. It's so red. Yeah, 3D. it really is. Like, I, I watched it without the glasses on one time, and it's just like pinkish, blackish, just like, ah. So <laughs> the uh, taglines for this motion picture are the film that shocked America. The human exterminator. It will freeze your blood. Just when you thought it was over. If you think you're safe, you're dead wrong. <laughs> you're fucking dumb. <laughs> a four-prong massacre. In 1984, it was re-released as Pitchfork Massacre, apparently. Damn, and that'd be cool. my And then you don't need a chainsaw to have a massacre. Ooh, trying to use other movies to yeah, see, That's also used when it was rebranded as Pitchfork Massacre. Yeah. People always biting on Texas Chainsaw. Shit, Pieces did that. Like, you don't have to go to Texas to have a Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. So, yeah, this one's, a, it's decent. It was, uh, I, I, going through the slashers, trying to find any modern slashers that are not remakes or prequel sequels to it's really hard man there are yeah it really really is it's they've decided that these main movies are the ones that they want to keep redoing and keep rehashing and yeah so digging back you get you end up getting a lot of the same kind of tropes and stuff but uh you know you just have to find what is charming about a movie to you and this one's more charming than my bloody valentine so check it out yeah I think stuff like that, like we were talking earlier um, in like the, the last episode about like Final Exam Mutilator or, you know, like or whatever movie is not super duper great, but it does have that comfort factor where you're like, this movie isn't super duper good, but I like it for certain reasons. Yeah. Um, I think that movies like that have like a, it's like a personal feel to it. Like, I haven't seen this movie in a long time and I don't remember a lot of it. Unfortunately, I do know it's a good movie and I have it like on a hard drive somewhere. Um, but yeah, it is really, really good. I think that it, of course it falls in the line of like that, um, 
you know, the faceless killer and stuff like that. And that's rad. Like the reveal yeah. of like, especially his outfit. It's just like a World War fucking one uniform with like the ghillie suit mask and he's got he, like he, a red he, rose. He's leaving. Shit. He, he, yeah, that's right. He does have the red rose. It, he looks like a giant army man come to life. Yeah. Because he's all green. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good one. Check it out if you haven't. You know, good stuff. All right. Watch these films, damn you. Are you ready for your final pick, Andy? Oh, it's me. I'm, I'm, am, I, am I ending it? Is this the last, last one? No, this is your final pick. Oh, okay, good. Okay. It was really hard to kind of do like my last one. I actually do like, because like my first two that I had, those kind of came to me like bam, bam. Um, just because I was like, these, I want this to be like a, you know, a thing. Like the North Carolina thing was a total accident. But this one, I guess, well, actually, I guess it's funny because this is another one that I got from the last drive-in that I'd never seen. So this one is going to be 1987's Blood Rage. I wanted to do this one. This yeah, movie okay. is. I was hoping I was like, Daniel, don't fucking pick this, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not, like, I could hear your mind communicating with mine. I, I, yeah, this movie is crazy and good. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of what I was just saying about comfort movies, this one is a full on comfort movie for me. Like I will throw it on in the background if I'm not, uh, doing shit or you know doing something in the background um i recently bought a uh well when we went to the days of the dead i bought the uh from vhsps uh the, the vhs uh dvd copy i got from him um but no it's 1984 blood rage uh goes by the title card is slasher but it was it was pro- produced as slasher but it was also changed to Nightmare at Shadow Woods. So this movie has three titles, depending on like where you were at and like in what time. It was filmed in 83, put out in 1987. So it got held on to for quite some time. Yeah, this was one that I discovered years ago. Uh, like Joe Bob did the uh, Thanksgiving Dinners of Death Marathon. And this was like the last one that he showed. I'd never seen it before. And, I, and it's the only, well, besides like Thanksgiving, obviously. Um, it's the only uh, like Thanksgiving themed horror movie. So if you're trying to find Thanksgiving, like every holiday has a, a movie, this is it. Uh, movie was filmed in Florida. The apartment complex that it was filled, filmed at is still there. You can like live there. Um, but yeah, basically it's, let's see, I'm going to just read the, uh, the synopsis of it. A boy kills a man and accuses his twin brother of the murder, and the innocent brother ends up institutionalized while his psychotic twin goes free. Ten years later, the innocent twin escapes, which triggers his brother into killing again. So basically it starts off, it's like these uh, twin boys, they're at a drive-in theater in Jacksonville. And the mom, played by Louise Lasser, who is an insane person, um, also wonderful actress, um, is at a drive-in, you know, dry humping some dude with your kids in the back seat, which, you know, you do. It's funny, the opening scene, like kids are like, you know, people are like, you fucking making out of the drive-in and like they go to the bathroom to find the, the guy who's selling rubbers out of his clothes, which you know, is what you do. And this was is Ted Raimi. And this was Ted Raimi's first movie that he was ever in. You know, Sam Raimi's brother, who Ted Raimi shows up in like fucking everything. He's just there. So 
he's he's the condom salesman. And so this was like his first movie. Um, so the kids wake up. One of the kids is grabs a hatchet from somewhere and walks up on these people that are fucking in this car. The guy's like, hey, get out of here, you creep. And the kid's like, fuck this, takes an axe, takes a hatchet to this dude's face and just like, bam, 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 like bust his whole head open. Then like the lady he's fucking leaves, like fuck naked, fucks off into the night. Like I gotta get out of here. And then she just runs. And then so like the twin blank puts, you just take, like, it's very like people are watching this happen and the brother like just puts blood on his twin brother who's like in a like a comatose they're like oh I just watched you kill so yeah the brother gets institutionalized and then it goes into like 10 years later and it shows terry who's the the bad one and he's just this dick you know he's real creepy and weird and seems normal but just kind of like a jerk and then it shows like his brother todd who is the one that got institutionalized and it's funny they're both played by the same actor because they're twin brothers it's really cool because like terry is just this fucking narcissistic dick with like the slick back hair and it's the same actor and then when it goes to todd who's got like this disheveled long hair he's like oh i'm todd i'm not crazy help me that's what i have mom it's neat because it's the same actor but two different people and they seem very their shades of who they are so good good on that actor yeah they you could, it is weird how different they seem in the movie like it's really good like it's some parts of the acting are like ah that's not that great but for that same actor to be playing like two different just roles it's pretty impressive for the time period anyway so they're having thanksgiving and they're sitting there you know eating turkey drinking milk and beer and everyone's you know just hanging out like the mom is like well i'm getting married to my boyfriend who is apparently the uh the manager for the apartment complex that they live in. So that's a win. And it triggers Terry. He's not liking this. So then it just sets him off on a killing spree, but not before he is informed that his brother, Todd, has broken out of the uh, mental asylum that he was in. So now Todd's out. But Terry's telling everybody, my brother is a killer and, you know, he's, he's killed and that's why he was there and I have to find him. But it's Terry who was the killer. And so Terry goes off on a tangent, killing some of his friends, killing the boyfriend of his mom, and probably one of the coolest death scenes in a slasher movie that I think. So like he's he's carrying around a machete, and the guy's like in there um, drinking a I think he's drinking he's drinking an old style beer, which is also we'll do the hams thing, old style beer, super good. I love it. It's a shit beer. It's Midwest. It's great. Um, so he's just sitting there at his desk drinking a hams and Terry like knocks on the door with a machete in his hand and he just walks in and the, the guy's like, oh, look what the cat dragged in. Dude's holding a machete. And you're <laughs> like, oh, hey, what's going on, bud? Like, fuck that. Like, if one of you came to my house and did that, I'd be like, you can't come in. You just can't come in. <laughs> like, you just can't do that. And then just as soon as he says that, bam, lops off his fucking hand that the beer's in. I'm looking at that picture right now. Dude, the, it's cool. It's The beer can looks like a Paps Blue Ribbon can, but it's called Old Style. Yeah. And it's, he's like going, ah, ah, and like holding his hand. It's good. It's The gore in this movie is super good. And he's like holding his stomach with his hand, squirting out blood, and it shows the hand on the ground, still moving, like blood coming out with the beer can on it. Dude, I want to get that tattooed on me so bad. 
Like I would, because like I've seen artwork. I think like one of the Blu-ray covers to uh, the re-release of this was like an artwork of like the beer, uh, the hand holding the yeah, beer. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah, it's super cool. So yeah, he goes on a rampage, like yeah, killing because uh, like uh, some of the doctor, the, the hospital staff is out looking for him. His brother is like skulking around the apartment complex and they're trying to, you know, I got to stop my brother because he's going to kill again. And it's showing his brother, Terry, killing people with a, an array of weapons, like uh, pretty much just a machete. And then in one scene, he uses like the uh, a carving fork with a big two-pronged pork. He fucking yeah. jabs it in this dude's throat. And he it, it looks so good because he's he goes, bam! And it sticks him like right underneath the jaw and like picks him up with it. And the, the, a whole through line in this is that since it is uh, Thanksgiving and there's blood or something, he's always like, that's not cranberry sauce. And so that's a whole line he keeps using, like kind of too much, but then it just becomes like it's it's pretty funny at that point because it's like that's yeah, not cranberry. Looks, looks like it might be a tagline kind of thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> and so like he's killing people and he chops this, he decapitates this one dude, has his head hanging from a, a cord or something like that in the hallway, and it's cool. Like the it, it was actually the the head of the guy who was doing the special effects uh, in this movie who went on to do. Oh, fuck, I can't remember what it was. He wanted to do like some other cool shit. Anyway, um, so yeah, it turns out that Todd comes and he's trying to, you know, attack his brother. And so Terry gets down the line of killing a lot of his friends and he kills two of the last people. These people are just full on fucking on a diving board. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Which that's probably not the best place to have intercourse. I mean, because they're at like a big pool. Like you could just have sex on the ground at this point or just on one of the the lounge gives you, chairs gives you more re, uh, reaction the yeah exactly <laughs> and he like runs up on him he's like stop that Back! and then just like cuts the dude's throat and then slices the girl's face and she's like oh and um leads into this all-out fight meanwhile louise lasser the mom is having a full-on mental breakdown like she's just fucking pounding wine because she's scared that her son's out there and he's crazy and so she's like drinking wine and vacuuming at the same time. And then I she, like her in this movie. Yeah, she's fantastic. And then she's like sitting in the floor with like the fucking um, the refrigerator door open halfway, just eating Thanksgiving leftovers with her hands, which I mean, I've done that. I did that last year. You know, you're just like, blah, blah, just in the, don't give a yeah. shit. She, and, she takes like a handful of green beans. Yeah, and just she's like, oh, 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 so fucking nasty. Like spooning corn into your Sit, mouth. She's sitting there. She looks like a fucking doll. Yeah, she has her legs just splayed out. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. yeah, she's like obviously like a late 50s woman, but she's dressed like she's like 26. Boobs hanging out. It's yeah, crazy. boobs all yeah. hanging out. Um, and then like she <sighs> passes out at one point from too much wine and vacuuming, I'm assuming, because vacuuming while you're drunk is it's harder than you think. I've done it uh, like twice in my life. Um, so then it shows her she's on the phone you know, with the operator and this scene goes on way too long. And she's like trying to get her, the phone number of her boyfriend who is, you know, he's super duper dead now. And like, she's getting like this, Oh, get me my boyfriend. And then she goes into this whole story about her son. Like it's too much information for an operator. Like I'm just trying to do this. Fuck off. <laughs> anyway, it ends with, you know, the mom and all throughout this, there's this creepy mom, love mom, son, love, like awkwardness going like give mommy a good night kiss and it's full on like slow kiss on the mouth and very like this is 
icky. And um, then at the end, the mom shoots who she thinks is the evil, who, who is the twin that escaped, and shoots him in the face and in, like in the body like five times at the pool. She falls on the ground and she's like hugging, you know, Todd, who is the one who escaped, and she thinks she's Terry. And then saying some really like eek stuff like you're the best boy. I don't want to, I don't want to be with anybody else. I just want you. We, we, we just need to be with each other. And you're like, Hey, what this is turning into. This is, this is some content. This is not good. And then he informs her that, Hey, I'm not that twin. I'm the one that escaped and you shot the son that you love. And so I'm Todd. I'm Todd. And they both start screaming. I'm Todd. I'm Todd. And then like the mom shoots herself and then the movie ends. And yeah. so, yeah, so it's blood rage. And it's, it's no, I was just going to say it's, it's fucked up. It is a weird movie, man. It really is. And I just like the acting in it. It's, it's fine. It's very, very eighties. Like there's these parties, chicks, like he's like, She's like, oh, you went to college. Like, what did you study? What did you major in? She's like, I told you, partying. So, so it's bad. that so kind bad. of thing. And she's like drinking <laughs> vodka and tomato juice, or it's weird. Um, but yeah, it's really good. I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. The soundtrack is fucking killer. Like this synthetic. Like I want Terravision to do a version of it because um, I really want to buy it on vinyl just because it's got like this whole big like thumping 80s synth like throughout the whole movie. But yeah, super good. Look for it. It's not on Shutter right now. Um, no, it's, it's a hard one to get, I think. Yeah, you can rent it on YouTube or just buy it. It's fun. It's a, it's a good watch. It's a good Thanksgiving. If you are if you try to run the gamut on holiday horror, then this is the one that you put in there. Yeah, I've yeah. never seen this one before. Man, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Is it okay, okay if I hit the taglines for this one really yeah, quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Not all the evil is on Elm Street. Some things never rest in peace. This Thanksgiving, it's not cranberry sauce. <laughs> and then uh, finally, nightmares do come true. That's a, It's a fucking weird fun one. Yeah, I wanted. I was debating that one for sure. All right, Dustin, what is your final pick of... Slasher Summer. Slasher Summer. Slasher Summer. Well, Andy kind of mentioned it already. I picked a movie that's kind of near and dear to me, and I have a, uh, for me, kind of a fun story, but I have picked the um, 1982 uh, Slasher Classic Pieces. Hell yeah. Pieces rules. Um, God, I, I, I kind of have a funny story about how I ever saw Pieces. Um, whenever, you know, whenever I was a kid, my parents would not let me watch anything I really wanted to watch, including any and all horror movies. And uh, I know there was like one day uh, my mom took me to Blockbuster. I think I was like twelve or thirteen, and my mom would tell me stories. Uh, she was never a well. Maybe she was kind of a horror fan when she was a kid. Like her and her, her brother would watch stuff, and I know like she would tell me stuff about how like my uh, grandma would go on like dates or stuff and stuff or without with her friends to the drive-in, and she would bring like my mom and her brother along, and they'd have to sit in the back back seat of the car. And it's like if it was a scary movie, you know, it'd be like. One of those, don't look, don't watch. Cover your eyes now, it's happening. 
Yeah, th- I don't know if she would do it the whole time or if they were just supposed to sit back there and talk to each other or something. I don't fucking remember. <laughs> like, so, what are you What are you doing? Yeah, I think it was like, don't look, don't watch this. And my mom got to see a lot of crazy shit that way. She saw The Exorcist. Uh, pretty sure she saw Debbie Does Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> Same bill. Exorcist yeah. followed by Debbie Does Dallas. Uh, and I know, But she saw pieces this way. And I remember being at a Blockbuster and they had the old bid big box vhs of it and my mom basically told me what happened in the movie you know it's about a killer he's going around he's killing people and uh hacking him into pieces and stealing the pieces and taking them home to do whatever with and she even told me how the movie ends which i'll get into and i was like damn that sounds awesome and she rented it alert mom she rented it for me no problem my mom my mom is like I don't know what she was thinking. Like, maybe in her head, she's like, well, my mom let me see it when I was this old. I don't think there's anything that bad in it. It's very, very gruesome. It's very not for a kid to see. <laughs> yeah, dude. To me, this is Texas Chainsaw Massacre on on uh, speed or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. There's just loaded with kills, and they're gruesome as hell. The ending is is uh, ridiculous, Shocking. which I, lo- I love the ending. And I'll get into that, but quick, I'll give you a, a little... Uh, storyline for it so uh and this is kind of how the movie begins too while playing with a puzzle a teenager is repressed by his mother and he kills her and severs her body with an axe 40 years later on a university campus in boston a serial killer kills young women and severs their bodies and parts and stealing body pieces from each student lieutenant bracken makes a deal with the dean of the campus Agent Mary Riggs infiltrates the the campus posing as a tennis teacher, and with student Kendall, they try to find the identity of the killer. So they try to give you classic misdirection of, like, who's the killer. They give you, like, obvious people like uh, the maintenance man because he's, like, trimming hedges with a chainsaw. A lot of these kills are with a chainsaw. There's some with— A lot of red herrings in this. Yes, and there's a lot of like nudity and and uh, you know premarital sex in it too. Like everybody's fucking everybody, uh, but to uh, cut to, I mean the, the what I told you alone is very very gruesome. And the whole beginning of the movie too, just this kid, he's he's like hanging out alone, putting together a jigsaw puzzle. Of, it's like some nudie jig a jigsaw nudie. puzzle. And hit, the mom finds out about it, and it's like, yo, you're just like your father, you're like a pervert playing with puzzles. And so the kid's like, you know, basically, like, fuck you, kills his mom, cut her into pieces. And he hides in a cupboard, so when the cops get there, he's like, he denies it. He's like, my mom was killed, and they believe him. And, you know, fast forward, I'll just go ahead and cut through all this. I'm not going to examine each kill because the end of the movie is my favorite part. Mm. Uh, you discover it's the Dean who's been killing people and they discover like there's the bodies uh, that he has jigsawed together with his favorite pieces of his kills until like, you know, these just zombie people basically they're, I mean, they're dead, but for whatever reason, Kendall, the main guy who's kind of just fucking everybody in the movie, it's the last, very last part of the movie. He goes to grab his jacket. And for whatever reason, one of the bodies comes alive and rips his fucking balls off yeah oh and he's not like he's not like naked or anything he's wearing jeans and they just and rips his fucking balls off that's the end of the fucking movie shows his testicle like bursting like yeah that shit is gruesome i can't i still can't believe and if i asked my mom about today she'd probably deny i mean she would definitely tell anybody that she saw it but 
but she would deny that she let me see that at such a young age. I did not watch it with her. I like waited till they went to bed or something and put that shit on. It, it's crazy. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you got to see it. I think it, it's. It, I don't know. It's just a classic to me of of uh, and an extreme of the horror genre for sure. Um and you know you guys give your opinion of it or whatever mm. you want to add but I'm going to do the taglines really quick cuz there are so many um and a lot of them are similar to the ones we've kind of already talked about like uh uh this one if you instead of uh, it goes along with the sleepaway camp one I guess if you think you're safe on campus you're dead wrong <laughs> uh, if you like strong thrills come to see us but not, but do not come alone, just in case. The sum of the parts equals the whole body. Um, coeds better run. An invitation to terror. A macabre story of revenge. When you meet him, you'll go to pieces. His devastating tool made women scream. <laughs> oh, oh! <laughs> the chainsaw devil. He's a real bastard. Um. <laughs> A madman is on the prowl. See him before he sees you. Violence, brutality, rage. Fear so intense, it will grab you by the balls. That's my favorite. And one you said earlier, Andy, uh, you don't have to go to Texas for a chainsaw massacre. And let's see here. In his hands, he has the power. His mind has the will. Death is his master. Anyone can be his prey. A gruesome and chilling feature you will never be able to forget. And then finally, one of my favorite taglines, it's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> I love that one. I dude. fucking love it. I love that so much. I rem- That was on the box of the one we rented, and uh, that stuck with me. Like every once in a while when I run out of like questions, nerdy questions to ask people, that's one of them. Like, what's your favorite horror tagline? And uh, that's that one's up there for me. I think the other one is the one for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I can't remember what it is. Who will survive and what will be left? To yes, live. that's yeah. it. Yeah, I love that that tagline just because the the cover of the movie it's just it's it's like a chainsaw and with like some other shit and it just it's like pieces and then it says it's exactly you're like oh I'm I'm, I'm fucking sold. It's um, got like a, a, a it's illustrated. It's not like an actual picture of someone, but it's like this woman like kind of laid back like she sprawled out posing or she's dead maybe and that a big ass chainsaw yeah That's exactly what you think it is um yeah i love this movie a lot because it is it's really good it's crazy fucking gory that bathroom scene where she gets fucking cut like in half that's gnarly while like the the mute the band music's playing um the story is it's funny at the beginning too like when the mom is like condemning the child talking about you're just like your father and then she says like if i find any more of this around around here i'm going to kill you like damn that's a lot for a mom to say like it's just like a some a new a a swimsuit model and she just full-on goes like i'll kill you my son if you're looking at naked ladies yeah and Um, he's like they paint him i guess in the description to be a teenager but he looks like he's like eight years old yeah he he looks like a child like that's a that's a like an eight-year-old boy why is it so hard for them to get ages of children right? They either look like they're in their 30s or they look too young. It's weird. I think it's probably that law of, like, can't have kids on set for a certain amount of time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the gore in this movie is fucking fantastic. Uh, 
I like the random uh, karate teacher man that shows up on a motorcycle and just starts doing karate. And then she, he just gets knocked unconscious and he's like, oh, I got to go, bye. Um, but yeah, the, I think the, the highlighting thing that we, sh- and I was going to see if Daniel could put in this sound clip uh, during this is when uh, Linda George screams bastard. Yes. While we were out here fumbling with that music, the lousy bastard was in there killing her. Bastard. 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 <laughs> like, okay. But yeah, like Dustin was saying, the, the fucking, the end scene is like, holy shit. And they put that in there as just as like a last stinger to everything you had seen. Um, yeah, the, 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 the red herrings in this of the groundskeeper, who is Bluto from the Popeye movie. Yeah, he's also in Red Sonja. And he's also the, um, the, 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 one of the bounty hunters from the original Dune yep. uh, movie, one of the uh, Harkonnens. Is it um, a Haunted Honeymoon, too? That's true. Oh, I love that movie, Haunted Honeymoon. We should do Haunted Honeymoon. Uh, but yeah, it's a good movie. A lot of fun. Soundtrack's awesome. A lot of good one-liners, like that one girl at the beginning talking about the best thing in the world is fucking stoned on a waterbed or something like that. And like, she oh. gets killed on a waterbed. Yeah, she gets like killed her. on a waterbed. That scene is cool, too, because like missing her and like stabbing the waterbed. And like it's you're adding tension to it, um, but yeah, that that's a good one. And funny enough, this is a weird this is a weird thing, but so my cat, uh, my 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 passed away cat, Church, uh, she this is the only movie that I ever caught her watching with me. Like <laughs> as many times as I watched that movie, she would usually sleep or didn't give a shit. Every time I watched this movie, she would sit up and just watch it. I don't know what it was. I don't know what happened. Maybe it was just good timing, but every time I would watch this movie, she would just sit there and watch it. So I was like, oh, it's my cat's favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. This is the first uh, DVD horror movie I ever bought. Man. What was this? They had it on some weird cheap-ass release at Best Buy, and uh, I got it for like $2. Lucky. Yeah. I got that in Creature. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, that was... Uh, I- I like our list. It was good. It was fun. Um, we do have one thing left, though. What would you guys say is your favorite mainstream slasher? So, I'm a big fan of slasher movies, which I've previously talked about, and anyone who knows me knows that that's probably my favorite franchise. This is going to um, be a hard question for you to answer then, huh? No, no, no. It's not as hard as, as, um, as it should be. That's what she said. Um, so a lot of thought went into this and I have to come to the conclusion if we're going like all time favorite, like if, even if it's mainstream, whatever, I don't give a fuck. Um, I have to go with Michael Myers, um, in the Halloween franchise. Duh. Um, even though a lot of people hate the as addition to from five on, or from four on, actually. Four and five, and I don't give a fuck, six. I love it. It's Paul Rudd, shut up. Uh, four and five are actually my favorite Halloweens, besides like part three, blah, 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 blah. Um, I love that storyline. I don't care. I think it's a lot of fun. It, th- that Those movies hold a very special place in my heart. Um, so 
all of them I love. I mean, besides Resurrection and Halloween Kills, which, uh, 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 you know, evil dies tonight. <laughs> Boy, it sure does. Um, evil dies I love, tonight. I love Michael Myers, the, the, the basic idea of him. The only, that's the one thing that I did like about Halloween Kills is at the end, spoiler alert, um, whatever, spoiler, it's crap, uh, is that how he's talked about as he is this force. He is this thing. There's no explanation for him. He just is. He is a curse that can't be killed. If you look at other monsters, you look at Freddy, you look at Jason, they're all amazing too. They all have their backgrounds and what they mean to society. It's like Jason is a monster. Freddy is its own kind of thing. Michael Myers is a curse. And it's even in you know, one of the, the titles, part six, The Curse of Michael Myers. Um, I like how he is just this disfigured. He doesn't speak. Well, unless you're watching the Rob Zombie uh, Halloween, then he does speak. <laughs> so you don't need to watch that ever. Um, he's just this force and he can't be stopped. You don't know why. Well, they explain in the second one, but you know, eh, the shape. it's kind of like if you want to believe that or not. Exactly. And in most of the movies, he doesn't have a name. He is the shape. And which I do love that. I love his look. I love his, um, his mannerisms. Uh, there's no explanation of why he's doing it. He just is. Basically, you're dead because you're in his way. Like, there's no reason for him to kill you unless you are just in his way. And I like that aspect about him. I like that he is the supernatural presence that there doesn't need to be an explanation to him. That's why, like, when they went with the whole, like, oh, that's, you know, Laurie Strode's brother in, like, the second one. I, I didn't think that needed to be added. I mean, yeah, it, it adds some whatever to the other ones. Um, but it, it he can stand alone without that lore. Yeah. Which is one thing that I do like about the you know, Halloween 2018. And um, I mean, I do like Halloween 2018. Like I like that one. I don't like kills. Um, but yeah, I think he's, he's amazing. I very inventive with his kills. Uh, just this epitome of your, I mean, like the boogeyman. He is the boogeyman. Yeah. And so, yeah. He's the classic. Yeah. Like the way that he walks, the way that he just does everything. Yeah. Michael Myers for me. Bam. Oh, Myers. yeah. I can, I could see that for sure. All right, Dustin. Oh, man. So if I truly had to pick, I would have picked Michael Myers as well. But, you know, I'm not going to do the same as somebody else. Even I, mean, I just, uh, yeah, I love him. I think he is the epitome of the, the slasher killer. Uh, and I like this, like, just, you know, unstoppable force of, of evil. Um, I don't know if I can decide on one. I've been trying to think this whole time. I mean, I love thing aspects of the other ones uh never was a huge jason uh fan but i do love uh freddy krueger i think the uh the element of having the nightmares um where he's he exists in this nightmare realm and that's how he kills you and then he can also be brought in the real world and the fact that he's like uh when he was alive he was like the one of the worst things you can imagine. He was a fucking pedophile and, you know, child butcherer. Like, 
it's just evil. And then I do love the fun aspect of it. I love all the dumb lines, the corny shit, the off-the-wall deaths that he creates. Um, Want to suck face? <laughs> like, uh, all, yeah, I love it all. Um, and so I guess I have to pick him, but I do enjoy uh, Chucky from Child's Play. Uh, only, I think it goes way downhill after part two, but the first two are, are really good. I love the uh, Charles Lee Ray and the voodoo aspect of him becoming the doll. And then Child's Play 2, he's a straight-up Terminator. Mm -hmm. it, it's crazy. I th and it's got a lot of fun elements in that one, too. But the first two were actually pretty scary and have some cool shit in it. Um, part 2 is one of the most violent horror movies I think I've ever seen. But um, And then... Uh, I will say finally, I'm sorry, I'm not give. I'll give Freddy as my definitive, because I can't pick Michael. But I also love Candyman. Only Candyman one. That movie that I almost picked it as one of my sla summer slasher picks. But I just hate the sequels. Uh, they, it just ruins that franchise, all of them. Um, uh, but that first one is really really good oh come and, on man you don't want a farewell to the flesh <laughs> uh, no i think i think uh um yeah farewell to the flesh had a good idea that just flopped but day, day of the dead super shit in the bed Ugh. yeah and i didn't like the new one i thought it had a lot of promise there are parts of it i do like but they didn't expand on it all but overall i it's not like not very good to me but the the first one great and i would include this one in the slashers to nightbreed but uh i want to do a whole episode on it yes yes yeah so that's it for that's it for me uh, i guess freddie oh there's none left is yeah there? no oh, hold on wait hold on let's see uh <laughs> hold on now ghost face i'm just kidding oh, I, God I don't give bless. a fuck about ghost face all right i guess that goes to me then uh, mine is Ghostface. I think he's intelligent and wonderful and a multi. There's always a different Ghostface. Ghostfaces. No, I, I hate. I hate Ghostface. Um, mine is definitely Leatherface. Yay! Leatherface is probably had the most impact on me of a movie when I was younger. Uh, the whole Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1974 was like eye-opening for good and bad reasons, and just. It was just too so shocking to me, and I love Leatherface as this kind of boyish, violent force that is just so conflicted. It feels like you know your family's telling you to do this, and you're just this big brood of a human being, and you're just killing. Um, and it's I don't know. I just love him. I think he's a very interesting character. And the fact that he wears uh, flesh from humans makes it even more disturbing. There's so much that surrounds that character that's just like, good lore. In Leatherface's de defense, those people were trespassing, and he had every right to defend his home. I'm just saying, yeah. don't go where you're not supposed to fucking go. Let this be a lesson to you. Stay out of people's yards, man. Yeah, he just I just feel like he's being used. There's this kind of like... The more you get into that character, the more you realize that, like, he's used not... as a yard dog. Yeah, he is. One. That's he what is. he is. He's a yard dog. And they're terrified of him, too, but they just have control over him. Yeah. I mean, even yeah. more so, like, in the second one. Like, he's just used as, you know, and that's the, that was the tagline that dog will hunt. 
you know? Yep. So, yeah. Perfect. Love it. I hate, I do not, I won't say I hate, but I do not like all these remakes for it. They've never hit it. Oh, no, it's, especially the last one. That last one was laughably, God, it's probably one of the worst things I've ever seen with my eyes. And I'm not just saying that because I love Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Even if I was just like a casual horror enthusiast, I would be like, this is what you're selling me as a movie. Yeah, yeah. The only good part about any of the remake is uh, Arlie Army. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, those, I, I'm, I'm not even going to lie. I like those, like the, the beginning and the, the remake. I like that one. I was speaking of, like, the newest one. And, like, whatever the ones were. What the fuck was that one that came out years ago? Damn, you saw it. Yeah. Uh, it was, like, the was it Leatherface, the beginning, or the. To, the names get confusing. Yeah, yeah it dude. gets, like, really weird, like. Texas Texas Chainsaw or you know Texas Chainsaw 3D the one where she's like do your thing cuz yeah. <laughs> I watched awful. that shit and I didn't I didn't fucking hate it but it, the beginning is cool best, with the family cuz. thanks everybody for checking out the podcast again uh, we will see you very soon uh, we still have shirts for sale we're gonna have some new stuff happening yeah so stay stick tuned around thanks for joining us for Summer Slasher Slash Slash Slash